Um, Isaiah 9, you don't have to turn to these. They'll put them on the screen for us. But the verse that they just had up, Isaiah 9 and 6. Um, Christmas as a season has been so <laughs> convoluted that many, many people have no idea what it's supposed to be about anymore. But uh, watching this today, you could you could see. And Isaiah prophesied many, many years ago, centuries and centuries ago, that this would happen. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. A son is given. The uh, literal version says a child has been born to us. A son has been given to us. Say that out loud. A son son has been given to us. And this is God's son. God's son. We read in John that the word which created everything became flesh and dwelt among us. And this was a gift to humanity. Because from Adam and Eve and all of their descendants all the way down to us, man had chosen to disobey God, chosen to rebel against God, and that's the the biggest problem. People think it's uh, economy, it's war, it's racism, it's disease, it's it's this, it's that. No, it's rejecting God. It's rejecting God. You get to God, all those things are solved. You follow Him, all those things are solved. And uh, the, the way the Lord has done it is he has given us, everybody say given, given, given us salvation, redemption, forgiveness, righteousness, eternal life. All of this is in his son. Yes. Hallelujah. That's why it says, to us a a son is born, to us, excuse me, a child is born, to us a son has been given. In Romans 8.32, if you put that on the screen for us, Romans 8.32, this reveals the nature of the God of creation. Two big questions you must get answered. In your lifetime. Is God real? Does God exist? You got to get that answered. For yourself. And then secondly. If you you say yes to that. What kind of God is he? What kind of. Who is he? What is he? What kind of God is he? You know Hebrews 11 says that. He that comes to God. Must, it's not optional, must believe that he is. That settles the first one, right? God exists. He's God. And you must believe he is a rewarder of those that 
seek him. The King James says diligently. But those that seek him, those that reach out, well, you're not going to seek a God you don't believe exists. You're not going to pray to a God that you don't even believe exists. But in in, uh, Romans 8.32, it says, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. The two big days in Christianity, if you will, is uh, this, this season we call Christmas, and then what people call Easter, we call Resurrection. And it's the two, the two big events of God giving the salvation of the world, and then uh, God sacrificing the one that was given to pay for the sins of the world. And God spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. What are we to get out of him doing that? How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? You know, you'll see people stumble over. We said, does God exist? If he does, what kind of God is he? And you'll hear a lot of people say, well, he's a good God. He's a good God. And never truer words were spoken. He is a good God. But many people don't actually believe it when they say that. There's a real limitation on that. How good is he? You know, I was, there's, a, there's a choking point on almost everybody as to how good he really is. I was down uh, uh, south in another country some years ago, and the Lord gave me this message. I, uh, I said, is God uh, bicycle good? You know, would he help you get a bicycle yeah. instead of walking? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, is God used car good? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Would he help you get a car? Yeah. Even if it was an old car, even if it was a cheap car. Is he old used car good? Better than bicycle good. Most everybody's, yeah, yeah, yeah. God's used car good. (laughs) Is God new car good? Is he? Huh? Is he new? And and already you have some people begin to to hang up on you and go, well, you know, you could use some of that money to help the poor. What does one have to do with the other? People think it does, but no, you're you're saying he's not good enough to do both or not good enough to want to do both. Okay, maybe he's new car good. (laughs) Is he new uh, $100,000 Mercedes car? Good. Is he Rolls Royce? (laughs) You have people hang up, won't you? They're like, I don't believe in that. You don't believe what? See, you either don't believe God exists, that he could do it, or that, oh yeah, he could do it, but he probably don't want to. Why? Because he's used car good, but not Rolls Royce good. Same thing with a house. Is he, is he good enough to get you off the street? Get you a place to lay your head. Is he a tiny apartment good? Huh? Is he nice condo good? 
Is he have your own house good? Huh? Is he 10,000 square foot house and 15 acres? Good. Is he? To you? Now, why am I saying all that? Look at the verse again. To us, a child is, is born. To us, a son is given. And here, Romans 8.32, here, if God spared not his own son, giving us his son is way beyond giving you a big house. Huh? Or an expensive car. Way, way. If God was ever going to say, hold on, that's too much. Huh? If he was ever going to say it, it would have been with his son. You know how tiny a car or a house would have to be to God? The most expensive stuff on the planet. He makes stars. He creates stars and planets. What's a car to him? Huh? But if God didn't spare his own son, if he delivered him up for us all, <coughs> what are we to believe? He will give you anything. Is that right? How will he not with him also freely give us all things? Hmm? Will he help me pay my electric bill? He gave you Jesus. Is that right? Will he help me get a place to stay? He gave you Jesus. Right? Will he help me get a car to drive? He gave you Jesus. And he wouldn't spare him if he wouldn't withhold him. How will he not also with him freely give us all Things. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Said out loud, He gave him, He gave me Jesus. He gave me Jesus. He'll give me anything. He'll give me anything. <laughs> Is it true? Yes. Hallelujah. You know, first Timothy talks about He gives we're we're not to trust in stuff, but we're to trust in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Said out loud, He gives me richly all things to enjoy. Matthew seven, put it on the screen for us. Matthew seven verse nine. The Lord's drawing a contrast. He said, what man is there of you, Matthew 7, 9, if his son asks for bread, will he give him a stone? Will he give him a rock? You know, you come into the house, daddy's got some fresh bread he's taking out of the oven. He said, man, I'd like to have a piece of that fresh bread. He said, no, here, have a rock. (laughs) Now you're laughing. But this is preached in churches. I want bread. I'd like to have some bread. Yeah, but it may be God's will for you to have a rock. These are lies. I said they are lies. They contradict the word of God. He said you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that as a natural father. 
Keep reading. If he asked for a fish, he said, oh, oh, dad, I see you got some, some fresh swordfish there on the grill. Man, I'd like to have some of that. He said, I know you would, but here, have a rattlesnake. Huh? Now, now nobody thinking right agrees with that. And yet, by and large, religion has adopted that. You might be asking for healing, but he might want you to have cancer. These are lies. But millions believe it. You might be asking to come out of your poverty, but God might get more glory out of you suffering in squalor. These are lies. I said they're lies. If God was ever going to withhold anything from you, it would have been Jesus. And if he gave Jesus, how shall he not with him also freely, freely, Give us all things. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He said, verse 11, if you then, being evil, natural, and all your, you know, shortcomings and shortfalls, if you know how to give good gifts to your children, you think God's not as good a father as you are? How much more? Shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things? Oh, somebody say good things. Not bad things. Not things that will hurt you. Not a rock you can't even eat. Not a snake that will bite you and hurt you. No, he's not going to give you bad things. So all these folks saying he does, they're wrong. They're wrong. They're contradicting Jesus himself. He's a good God. His will is good. And he gives good things. Oh, somebody say good things, good things, good things. You remember James 1, 17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Hmm? Every good gift. The devil can't bless you. <laughs> Evil people can't bless you. They don't have any blessing to give. They can't do you good. But good comes from him. Every good gift. Every perfect gift comes down from above. It comes down from the father of lights. Not darkness. With whom is no variableness. Neither shadow of turning. He never has a bad day. God never changes. There's never a time when you come to the throne of God uh, to, to uh, talk to him or to receive from him. And the angel meets you and go, I wouldn't go in there today. I wouldn't. There's a lot of stuff going on. Just come back later. No. No. God does not change. Oh, somebody say thank you. Micah 7 put this up and you don't have to turn there, but just read it with me. Micah 7, 18 is, is insight into his character and into his nature. Oh, you got to watch about letting somebody tell you who they think God is. And certainly don't tell unbelievers, uh, don't let them tell you who God is. Huh? Let God tell you who he is. 
Uh, here in the scriptures, Micah 7 says, who is a God like you that pardons iniquity, passes by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retains not anger forever because he delights in mercy. Well, somebody say he delights in mercy. Come on, say it again. He delights in mercy. God enjoys, not just casually enjoys, delight is a strong word. He really, it blesses him when someone will receive from him. He delights in showing mercy, kindness, goodness. He enjoys it. Well, is anybody in here? You enjoy helping somebody? Huh? You enjoy blessing somebody? Taking a load off of somebody? Helping somebody's desire come to pass? Well, you got it from him. I said you got it from him. He is the greatest giver there has ever been and ever will be. And you want to make him happy? Let him give you something. You want to make God happy? Let him bless you. Let him bless you. Let him give something to you. And you want to take it even further? Let him bless through you. Oh, somebody say amen, amen. So be it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Go to Ephesians, or they'll they'll put it on the screen for us. Can you take a couple more? Ephesians 2 and 8. One of the big things to understand about Christianity is it everything God has done in Christ is available only on a gift basis. Gift basis only. Now, commercialization has, and in fictional characters, have overtaken Christmas in the world. But it's not wrong to give gifts. Because it does represent what God has done. He, he is the giver of gifts. And the, the greatest gift is what the children were portraying. To us, a son is born. A child is, is born. And a son is given. In Ephesians 2.8, it says, For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is what? It is what? It is what? Oh, somebody say, my salvation. My being saved is a gift from God. It's a gift. Not of works, the next verse says, not of works, lest any man should boast. I cringe when I hear people say, you know, I it's, maybe find out what I do or what we do, and they go, "Yeah, you know, I, I, 
I believe in, in heaven and I just hope I've been good enough, you know, when I die. I cringe when I hear things like that because that, that you're telling me you're not saved. Well, I sure, I sure hope I've been good enough. You have not. Not even close. No, if you're counting on that to be saved, you are lost. Are y'all with me, folks? If you could be saved by you being good enough, Jesus wouldn't have had to come. A son would not have had to have been given. He had to be given because we could not save ourselves. No, nobody's good enough to be saved of and, on, of and by their own actions and, and life and works and, and deeds. My salvation is a gift. <laughs> the fact that I'm saved and will be saved is a gift. Oh, somebody say it's a gift. It's a gift. Romans 5 and 15, don't turn there, but this is in the Amplified. Romans 5 and 15, it keeps reiterating this phrase, and you'll see why I'm reading it. It says, God's free gift is not at all to be compared to the trespass. If many died, this is the Amplified, uh, if many died through one man's falling away, much more profusely did God's grace and the free gift through the undeserved favor of one man, Jesus Christ, abound and overflow for the benefit of many. Verse 16, nor is the free gift at all to be compared to the effect of that one man's sin, for the sentence of one man brought condemnation, whereas the free gift, uh, following many transgressions, brings justification. Verse 17, if because of one man's trespass, Overflowing grace and the free gift of righteousness, we will reign as kings in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. He's contrasting what happened through Adam's and Eve's fall in sin versus what Jesus did in the cross. And he keeps calling it the free gift, the free gift, the free gift, the free gift. Somebody say the free gift, the free gift. In Romans 6.23 Amplified, it says the wages that sin pays is death. But the bountiful free gift of God is eternal life through union with Jesus Christ our Lord. Oh, somebody say free gift. Free gift. Free gift. Free gift. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Free gift. Get me a couple of my presents, if you would, there, Dave. Now, the, the thing about gifts is there's not just one side to it. There is the giver. There is the gift. But no gift will be experienced nor enjoyed unless and until it is received. Hmm? And that is the principal problem. Y'all can just sit them down. That is the principal problem in the world today. Whether it's unbelievers or even Christians who are confused. You'll find that people are waiting on God 
When the issue is he's waiting on them to receive. We got some nice gifts here all wrapped up. And you know, the Bible says, Jesus said, unless you are, unless you're changed and you become like a little child, you will in no wise enter into the kingdom of God. Did you hear that? Well, what is it about a little child that you need to be like? Well, I'll tell you one thing they are. Receivers. Is that right? (laughs) Now, when you say little child, you're talking about little ones. Like those, kind of like those little sheep that came through. Because not just the word child is used, the word little. And this, this is referring to little ones who have not yet learned phoniness, guilt, shame, false humility, any of that junk. Hmm? If they're presents under the tree and little ones come and see them, <laughs> huh? You will not see little ones back into the corner and go, oh, I can't. I just, I just can't. It's too much. It's just too much. I don't deserve it. I don't. No, little ones, uh uh-uh. No. In the time it took me to say that, the paper is off. Is that right? And you better watch, they will open your present too. <laughs> this is a good thing. Why? Because our good Father God delights in showing mercy. He delights in giving. He delights in it. He wants you to go, yes, I'll take it. Yes, I'll receive it. Here, give it here, give it here. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> so this, the enemy has, has weaved into religion all these reasons why people are not worthy to receive. And you'll find that walking by sight, people are still waiting for something to be forced on them. Why won't God help me? That's the wrong question. Why won't you receive? Are you listening? Why won't God save me? He doesn't need to do anything else to save you. He sent Jesus. The price has been paid. He's already risen and triumphed. The, the, The question is, not will God help me? Tell me the question. What's the question? Will you receive? Will you receive? This is God to the world. Is that right? For God so loved the world that he what? That he what? That he gave. He gave his only begotten son that whoever believed in him would not perish. But would have, have 
everlasting life. You know why you would have everlasting life? Because he gave everlasting life and, and, and you received it. You received it. You received it. The scripture says in 1 Corinthians, what do you have that you didn't receive? There is no good thing in your life or mine that we have that we did not receive. We received it. And every other good thing that we could get, get from God is because we received it. It is sad that even many Christians just continue to cry and beg, God, why won't you help me? Why won't you help me? How long before you help me? How long? You're asking the wrong question. You're deceived. You're confused. Got to receive. I said you got to receive. How do I receive? You believe you receive. We're saved by grace. It's his grace that gave it to us through faith. Faith is the hand that receives. Faith is the hand that lays hold. Hallelujah. Stand on your feet, everybody.